Welcome to InTech Duo with your hosts, Zach Chahey, along with Mike Pilcher. This is episode number 11, recorded on Tuesday, July 27, 2010. We're on a roll. All right, welcome back to another show. Episode number 11, all right. All right. So we're, let's just jump right into it here. Yeah, our first story we have uh, involves Apple and a whole bunch of other companies. The Library of Congress sat down and reviewed the Digital Millennium Rights Copy Act, as they are tasked to do every once in a while, and made it so that we can now legally jailbreak iPhones and copy DVDs these for educational purposes, music, and other software within fair use kind of uh, parameters. Okay. Let's not forget to mention here, people have been jail. There are the techies who've been jailbreaking their phones for a while now. Mm-hmm. All this really does is it stops you from being able to add any real updates to the phone until you bring it back to the original settings. What? Give us a term here. What? What is jailbreaking? Well, jailbreaking is when you're putting a different operating system on the phone than what came with it. You know, in the case of the iPhone, you're putting some other, like, Linux-based operating system so that you can download whatever kind of apps and add functionalities that you want that Apple does not allow. Like, if you want to have tethering, you can have tethering. Um, There's all sorts of apps that have been rejected by Apple that uh, are available through jailbreaking and so people can get those apps. Well, let's let's not forget um, Apple is extremely fast to come out and say not, they have in the past as well, but they were fast to come out and tell everybody that you are by doing this in effect avoiding your warranty. True. Um, they it their their thing is it downgrades the whole uh, iPhone experience because not the so phone true. won't work properly. That's not uh, very true. <laughs> well, they're going to tell you all this because they oh, don't yeah. want you doing it. It's their they propaganda. They don't want you messing around. And it, let's not. I will say this. Um, at some point, there is some there is some truth to all that because you have the less experienced out there who might go somewhere and jailbreak it using software from some questionable places that may actually do damage to your phone. Well, there's well that can uh, there's all there sorts is, of problems that you can run into jailbreaking, but most of that's outlined by the people who provide the various uh, methods for jailbreaking the phone saying look if you don't know well, what you're doing don't go with this but you know understand this could mess things up and you may not be able to fix it well you have to start somewhere so most yeah. people who are doing it for the first time they don't know what they're doing they mm-hmm. have to try it but let's fa- let's face it your five to eight hundred dollar device is going to turn into an expensive paperweight if you don't know what you're doing yeah so Let's remember that. We basically want to tell everybody you, you want to be very careful when you're jailbreaking your phone. And uh, some of these things could be unstable for a while. They may not work. You may crash the phone a lot because of problems in the software that have been ironed out. Two things. You jailbreak the phone, don't update anything, and don't update iTunes. Because as soon as you do that, it's going to put it's going to put an update into the phone. And as soon as you do that, it'll notice that it won't work because you've updated or Joe broke the phone, that is. But this ruling is basically saying Apple can no longer forcibly break your phone. Well, it also you know? said that, yeah, it's basically they're breaking the law by keeping the phone on AT&T only, which that, I'm well, kind of fuzzy on that. That's a different lawsuit that people are trying to push through. 
Well, that's something else that they were saying that, that that's they're trying to say is illegal as well. But yeah. I really don't agree with that. I, that's kind of the U.S. way of doing things with phones. It's well, in other countries, specific. the iPhone isn't limited to a single carrier. No, it's coming into T-Mobile from what I understand. Plus, But it was on T-Mobile jailbroken, though. Yeah. And that that so, was another reason why people jailbroke it, so they can get it onto a better carrier, namely T-Mobile, because you can't get it on Sprint and Verizon. It would require a different radio put into the phone for that. Well, it's it's always been kind of a a shady thing with the jailbreaking, and mm-hmm. this may get few people out there trying it that are new. And speaking of shady, uh, there you go. They get the Black Hat Conference. Yes, Black Hat Conference in Las Vegas starts this week. Uh, for those that don't know, Black Hat is a conference for security experts and hackers to get together and uh, demonstrate hacks and vulnerabilities that they find and methods for finding vulnerabilities, all for the cause of improving security. It's a kind of a corporate event. There's another hacker kind of conference called DEFCON that uh, is more for the casual hackers, the ones that are could maybe looking to do malicious things. And those that just like having fun hacking and finding holes in systems and that so kind we, of thing. So we're saying the Black Hat Conference is more of the professional side of the security? Yeah. You, it's, and the DEF CON's more of the hobbyist? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. But a lot of the hobbyists cross over into the professional side, you know. Yeah, if there, this is their way of finding out, this is what I'm really into. Yeah. They do all sorts of stuff with these conferences. Uh, they will have various... Um, at Black Hat, they have various uh, conferences going over common security vulnerabilities, how to protect against those, and that kind of thing. Is this where they had the um, – I remember a year or two ago hearing about where they had a contest, who could break the iPhone the fastest kind of thing, who could jailbreak it That's the usually DEF CON. Or, or it was some kind of software that came out, who could break the software the yeah, fastest. Yeah, it's and like then, hack it, win it kind of thing. If they could hack the iMac, then they – took the iMac home as their prize kind of a thing um, and they gave them they gave them some kind of like like actually apple would be there representing their company and they would give them a prize no, if you could break it, this it's usually not like that the conference organizers um are the ones that set that kind of stuff up and get the materials together because you pay to get into these conferences i see and then that in turn can go in to pay for prizes and that kind of thing well, what else do we have going on at these conferences? Um, any major companies? I mean, Black Hat sounds kind of like a Linux type. Yeah, it is kind of because uh, Linux has been a major tool in the past for hacking and monitoring Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. They don't mention any specific companies in any of the articles I've read, but most of them oh, are there. Sure, there's plenty of them there. Yeah, but um, we we got. I don't know. I, I had read an article where WPA2 has recently been hacked, which is a security protocol yeah. uh, for wireless. For anybody who's not really sure about that, it's just another security protocol with wireless. Um, you have WPA, you have WEP, which is considered the weakest of all, that are, is the easiest to crack. Mm-hmm. Um, you have WPA, and then you have WPA2. Um but these are a lot of things I'm pretty sure they were talking about at these conferences, uh, the new standards. You've got Bluetooth vulnerabilities, and apparently they some of the, this last week they talked about how Macintosh or I'm sorry Apple had uh, some of the most vulnerable software glitches out there. Now they're fixing them, of course, but yeah. you don't hear this. All you hear is about Microsoft because they have 95% market share. But 
Um, yeah, it's all Apple about has quite a few vulnerabilities. Yeah, so. but since they don't have a huge market share, it's not as advantageous for hackers to but, go after them. Exactly, they're quiet about it though. They don't yeah. want you to think they make you they make you think we're the safest machines out there, and that's their perception. But in reality, they are very vulnerable in areas. But you know, they're fixing it just like yeah. you know Microsoft does. These conferences cover more than just computers. Uh, they've got a session that's called "You Will Be Build Ninety Thousand Dollars for This Call." discussing the nuts and bolts of smartphone trojans that place calls or send text messages to expensive premium rate numbers. Um, there's also sessions called jackpotting automated teller machines. You know, like in the Terminator movie, when John Connor sticks in his little card into the ATM, plugged into his Atari, and is able to withdraw money, people have discovered ways of actually doing that now. <laughs> and okay. are going to be discussing that kind of things to help improve ATM security. There's just all sorts of uh, topics of conversation that go on in these things. Okay. And new okay. tools and toys that are introduced. Well, speaking of new toys, this week we have Apple. We're getting um, the segues Max. down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> IMAX coming. Yeah, except you're ruining it by bringing it up. <laughs> that's no, well, that's not no. Okay, let's argue about that for an hour. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Killing the segue here. <laughs> Apple Apple is coming out with um, some new iMacs uh, today. Uh, they've ana- they've announced newer, faster iMacs with the uh, the option of using a new Magic Trackpad, which is uh, gives you the ability to use multi-touch gestures on the computer instead of using um, a phone, using an eye, you know, like the uh, touch or use a kind of like uh, that a mouse. mouse. You're using a, te- a well, touch like you would for a laptop. Kind of like that mouse they tried to introduce a while back that had a that was kind of like the a magic touch mouse. Ma- yeah, that magic mouse thing that used gestures on the mouse. Well, kind of, but this is a trackpad yeah. instead of a mouse. Um, they're also unveil, unveiling a 27-inch LED cinema display, which Ooh. gives you the 2560 by 1440 resolution. It's 60% more screen real estate than the Apple's previous 24-inch LED cinema. Nice. So this is coming in at a cost of $1,000, or let's the $999 mark. Uh, it's supposed to be available in September. Um the new iMacs, the, the Magic Trackpads, are available immediately. Um, the, the Magic Trackpad has a glass and aluminum design, and it's available for about $69. Does it say about how big that trackpad is? Is it going to be about the size of a mouse, larger? I mean, what kind of uh, desk realty is this thing going to take up? No, it's it's mentioning uh, Bluetooth enabled. It runs on Mac OS X, and it's a version, uh, Mac OS X version 10.6.4. Hmm. <laughs> Because, I mean, if this um, thing's, lar- you know, like three or four times larger than a mouse, or yeah. is well, any Apple bigger says, than a typical Apple mouse Apple says pad. the device is uh, similar to the trackpad on the MacBook Pro. And only it's bigger. Oh, well, here it is. It says it's a 5.17 inches long by 5.12 inches wide. Hmm. Um, with it, you can use pinch to zoom, swipe, maneuver, and information on the, uh, to maneuver information on the screen. Okay, so that's uh, about the size of a standard mouse pad. That ain't too bad. Yeah, about, yeah, about. And it comes, it, it runs on two AAA batteries. Hmm. And it can be configured for single button or two button commands, as well as supporting physical clicking and tapping to click gestures. It, it seems like this could fuel more rumors that, uh, OS 10 is on the way out and that the iOS will take over the Mac soon. Yeah, I've been hearing that for a while. <laughs> uh, they'll do that transition, I'm sure. They'll try it. Because that's getting rid of the mouse and going to all touch. 
Let's see. We've got pricing for new IMAX. They're starting around twelve hundred dollars. Uh, they have typical. Uh, yeah. They now have available dual core Intel Core i threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Core i fives and quad core i five and Core i seven processors. So they're really getting in here with the Intel processors. Uh, two of the Max have two of the IMAX have a twenty one point five inch screen, and the third one has a twenty seven inch screen, and those are starting around seventeen hundred dollars. Hmm. So basically, uh, it's saying here the displays are using the same IPS, which is in-plane switching technology that Apple has employed in the iPad. The IPS, IPS technology allows for a wider viewing angle of the display. They've got some new rechargeable. Uh, they have a new battery charger for the track for the Magic Trackpad. Um, says the batteries that it comes with it are charged already out of the box, and they last about a, they have about a ten-year shelf life. Hmm, so that'd be good. Where they're getting this information yeah. from, you know. We know yeah. how great they are with their testing, and especially right now when they're... I guess it's all mathematics of how long it's going to be. They don't really know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I. They're really good with their battery technology as far as I know. Usually they're pretty close on the mark. But, yeah, there's a lot a lot of uh, newer hardware coming out and they've, that they've announced. Um, the 27-inch LCD display sounds pretty nice. Um, that will be nice. A nice OLED display... It be- well, a thousand dollars for Apple—that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what the 24-inch was priced at before, but to go from a 24 to 27 for for that price doesn't seem too bad. Well, another thing on the Max uh, just released today is StarCraft II, available for Macs and PCs. It's a long-awaited sequel to the original StarCraft, which was released in 1998. So this has been 12 years coming. A lot of really, a lot of people out there don't know what StarCraft is. Uh, this because of the long 12-year span, it's kind of skipped a whole generation. StarCraft. Was well, real- from what I hear, from what I hear, uh, StarCraft in Korea is kind of the world of Warcraft out there. It's like a sport, from what I'm told. People yeah. actually have events, make money. This they take this stuff very serious in other countries. My timeline may be wrong, but I believe Blizzard came out with uh, StarCraft first, real time strategy game. And then I think the original Warcraft came out first. Okay, Warcraft because StarCraft came- might have been a version or two later where StarCraft came out. Okay, yes, my wife is correcting me. Warcraft came first and then StarCraft. And then right. Warcraft yeah. two came out and that just was a huge, well, not, yeah, that was such a huge hit that StarCraft kind of got left by the wayside. Then, of course, Warcraft 3, and then we got into World of Warcraft. And now they're okay. finally getting around it to making this sequel. But it has come out to mixed reviews. Uh, a lot of people are liking it. Um, a lot of people are going down on how limited the single-player action is. Well, let's let's make something completely straight here. This... Is not like wow. This is not a cloud-based game no. where you go right online and you're playing. Well, this is a first-person game that has a multiplayer to it. Yeah, it has multiplayer. You can go online and face off against people, but you don't have to. You can play no. by yourself, and there's no like the previous version. There's a component to this game where mm-hmm. if you don't want to play online, you can. Yeah, correct. A lot of people don't know that World of Warcraft was originally Warcraft was originally a, you know a real-time strategy game and not an RPG. Exactly. Um, you ran so around with play, as a human or as the orcs and gathering supplies and materials to build up your defenses to fight off the invading hordes. And Exactly. So StarCraft was the same way in the respect that yeah. you went around mining 
crystals or whatever yeah, have you. Mine and, crystals and, oh, and gases and the difference is you're playing, you're fighting aliens mm-hmm. and you're on out in the space and it was actually a very very good game. Oh, I'm really yeah. curious to see how this one is. I loved it. Eventually I'd like to pop down the $60 for the sequel, but I'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's one of those you, you do kind of want to wait and see, get a few reviews. Yeah. Uh, I prefer when I watch video game reviews, I like to look at GameSpot or I'm not. Apparently a lot of these review sites are giving it, you know, like a middle mark kind of review, like a 2.8 it, out of 5 kind of thing. I yeah, I've heard that. So uh, I'm not really sure where we're going with it, but I mean, video games for the computer, as far as non-web-based games, which are cloud-based games, like mm-hmm. WoW, they don't seem to be taking off as much as they used to. I think a lot of it has to do with people who are spending their money on consoles. Yeah, well, it's you have cheaper. the die-hard computer people, but it's cheaper to go consoles, and with the economy and all that, it's just so much easier to just plop down $200 once and then spend $60 on a game. Rather than having to buy, spend sixty dollars on a game, realizing, oh crap, my video card ain't good enough. I've got to spend another hundred fifty, two hundred dollars on a video card to make this work. Oh wait, now that video card sucks up more power. I need to plop down another hundred dollars exactly. for a power supply. You're constantly upgrading your system <laughs> exactly. just to take just, advantage. Yeah, it's so people aren't willing to do that anymore. Which is my problem right now. My system isn't going to be able to handle it. I've got an old DX9 card. I need to get up to date because some of these new games are coming out requiring DirectX 11 and I don't have the $150, $200 to buy the card to do it. So, yeah, that's 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 just a, a pure simple fact. Hardware upgrading for your computer system is what you have to do to, to play a lot of these newer games and most people are, would rather just say, you know what, I'm just going to stick to doing my email word processing. I think I'm just going to get a, you know the PS3, the Xbox, whatever, and, and mm-hmm. play these games. I don't have to worry about continually upgrading and uh, I, I can't really blame anybody for that. Who has the money to keep buying all these different pro- products? Um, well, people. But sit- the StarCraft game does it does look interesting. Um, if I get a chance to play it, I will. But for right now, I don't. There's not really anything on my computer that I actually play as a game, other than yeah. some of my older games like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Train Tycoon and building games that are kind of fun to play where you can play by yourself. But I don't. There's no games that really right now I play on the computer. Um, everything I play is on the PS3. People may not be able to afford to upgrade their systems, but they can't afford to buy the new Droid X, but can't until August 4th since the phones are (laughs) sold out. Well, here's the thing. Um, As far as if you look at the website, oh, by the way, I'm going to mention that was a good segue. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, we, as far as what I've been reading and been hearing, um, if you look at the Droid, or the, the HTC Incredible, it says sold out until. Yeah. The Droid X has been saying available, or it says will ship by, which means you could actually get it a week before or two weeks before that date. So the demand, they're still pumping them out. So that it's not like the Incredible where they've been pushing it back a month or two before you actually yeah. get it. Even though it's sold out, you'll still get that phone. If you order it, it'll, it might take a week, but you'll have it in your hands within the, within the week. Or a week or two, but yeah. you will get it fairly close to the time well, that, you ordered it. That goes into another story we wanted to cover, which is why HTC is having such a hard time. They're, the manufacturer of their screens, there's shortages on it. They can't, for some reason, there's a problem with getting them, new ones manufactured. So HTC is looking at different display technologies to go with. So newer Incredibles will have a different screen on it. 
Yeah, and that takes time. Yeah. Well, let's just talk. I mean, we, we as fast as these phones are being pumped out, everybody's having production problems with issues with all their phones. I yeah. mean, you got to look at the fact that these phones are are being done on a mass level in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Right now, the foreign countries are having issues with their their workforce um, because they basically are, are – the prices of these products are probably going to start going up because these other countries are demanding more money. Yeah. Because out there, what we would consider what they're getting paid to us is, is almost like slave labor. Um, so you have to really look at the fact that these phones uh, are going to be going up in price probably. All yeah. gadgets are going to be going up in price more than likely. Well, um, uh, one of the major the manufacturers – some screen issues as far as the glue. Yeah. Um, but one of the major manufacturers of all these items is Foxconn, and they've recently decided to redo a lot of things with pressure from Apple, mainly because that's one of their main customers. Foxconn is exactly. the one that makes the iPhones and the touches and the pads and everything. Well, um, that's the same thing. Look at the uh, – they're saying about the iPhone, the white iPhone. Now, let's yeah. think about it. Why would the white iPhone be any different? What's taking so long? Well, everybody uh, is basically saying that, in their opinion, that they're fixing the antenna issue with the newer white phone, uh, white iPhone coming out. Actually, so, they're and having, they're not saying it. They're not saying it. I haven't heard Apple actually come out and say it. They're, but that's what everybody thinks is going on. What that's I've been what reading is uh, they're having problems getting whatever paint or film they're using to make it white adhere to the Gorilla Glass that they use on the iPhone 4. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they've been I saying. Think it's, I think that's code for we're fixing the antenna. So there, And there are actually quite a few things they can do to fix it. Yeah. So why not fix it now on the production line instead of coming out with it and making people buy a rubber case or having to give people a case? Yeah, they're not making people fix anybody it out buy them. All you have to do is take your phone, download an app, and then you can get your free case. Till September. Yeah, till Let's September. Let's not forget, a lot of people don't realize, but, but you only have till September to do this, and then they're not going to make you buy them after that. Well, that's so, not even certain. They're going to reevaluate and see where they stand on everything first, because they may have a fix for it by then. Yeah, know? well, that's the thing. If this is hardware, there is going to be no fix until you bring it in, but they're not going to yeah. use that magic word, recall. So. Yeah. They're never going to let you bring that phone in on a recall basis no. because that that they can never recover from something like that. So, but yeah, we know the demand on all these products: the iPhone, the HTC Incredible, which is, from all accounts, is still in great demand. Yeah, because you know the Droid is is hit way past what um, Motorola or Verizon thought it was going to be, which I don't believe, by the way. I think they knew this was going to be a good phone, but. By having shortages, you create uh, you create anticipation, and I think this is helping them in some ways. Damaging it, it's them a risky others. game to play. Yeah, it is. But well, tell Nintendo that. Well, <laughs> so I because think if, right if now, you can't legitimize the shortages, well, the thing then, is, I think the wait is short enough where yeah. people. It gives them that I I can't wait, I can't wait. But yeah. it only takes about a week for you to get this thing in your hands. I don't know. I'll let you know. August 1st, hopefully, I'll be able to order mine, and we'll see how long it takes me to actually get the phone. So yeah. you can order it. It just You have to wait till it comes in. I have all intentions of doing exactly that. So we'll see, and you will – I'll especially uh, – can't wait to get it so I can do an actual hands-on review of this product for and the show. And then you can try out Google Maps on it. 
Yeah, exactly. We've got uh, Google Maps. Uh, that's another story we got here. We got Google Maps being updated for to 4.4 for the Android OS version 1.6 or higher. So the, what improvements the nice, have they added? Yeah, the, well, they added uh, dedicated places for searching nearby. Um, the icons are going to change, or everything. A lot of few things. They have some tweaks and some bugs they worked out too. So mainly cosmetic. Uh, well, no. Um, the, it, to read you part of what the uh, and or to read you part of what um, and gadget has here it says with the update will come an entirely new logo. Um, as a dedicated places icon allows users to quickly look up nearby places in a Yelp. SK manner. If you tend to search for similar things, regardless of where you are, you can load up your own personalized categories to find frequent searches that make it much easier, hmm. uh, like gas stations, um, things of that nature. Uh, just uh, some new features that are coming with the map, but it's going to be coming to the BlackBerry 2, but they they haven't given a date on that. Um, hopefully I won't see it because I'll be an Android by then, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be pumped out to all the new, to all the Android phones that are running version uh, 1.6 or higher. I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like. Um, it'd be nice to have a nice map feature on a phone that I don't have to carry around a separate GPS for. And with no segue, we go into Rambus. Oh yeah. The NVIDIA Rambus. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rambus back in the, what, 99, 2000, 2001, during the big uh, Ram Wars. Rambus, yeah. Yeah, where it was uh, Rambus versus DDR. Rambus, that was back when Rambus was actually producing a product. Nowadays, all they do is collect and file patents and uh, collect on the licensing from those patents or chase after companies who may be infringing on that cat, those patents, which is what they've done with NVIDIA. Well, if I remember correctly... There was actually a few people actually helped with their computer uh, that had the original Intel 4 processors. Yeah, the Pentium 4s. Uh, the Pentium 4s yeah. with the Rambus memory in it. Mm-hmm. And together, it was a colossal failure. Uh, they had issues work. They fixed it. It was fixed. But the damage had already been done to the reputation of that memory. The, the fact problem that was is the licensing cost to, on the RD RAM was so they were high. Greedy. Yeah, yeah, they're it, greedy. it was extremely and expensive. For a while, it was the fastest RAM out there. Then DDR the problem was when hit. you went to buy more RAM. Yeah, DDR DDR memory was twenty thirty dollars for a stick of a certain size. I, it, off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah. But then already RAM, they wanted anywhere from a hundred to hundred fifty dollars a stick. Oh yeah, for for like they're, a five twelve stick. Well, actually, and that was another problem with already RAM. You had to buy it in pairs. Exactly. It had to be in pairs. So, and for a pair of 128 megabytes of RAM, that was like 90 bucks. Yeah, so they were taking everybody to the bank. You can get and, 6 gigs for that price now, and you and that RD RAM still costs 90 bucks today. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, so it's it, it's not going to have success in the memory range no. is if people have to pay more for it. People are always going to go to a cheaper alternative. It seems the uh, the U.S. International Trade Commission in Washington ruled yesterday that NVIDIA infringed on three patents owned by Rambus. Um, the Trade Commission then ordered all imports of NVIDIA chips banned from the U.S. Okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah, which is going to put uh, manufacturers like Dell, HP, and Asus that use NVIDIA's chips in a bit of a bind. They may be forced to go all ATI for a while, and NVIDIA has actually looked um, has current plans 
to license the patents temporarily in Europe, where Rambus is in, well, where Rambus is going to be more lenient there, and they'll be able to get that. So what? Now, did they have some kind of memory that was coming out for? It was on a single chip that they were going to start using in cell phones, or, or Nvidia was going to come out with a chip that they were going to start using on cell phones, or that, was that on the motherboard? That I don't know. Uh, they were going to do a dedicated video chip that was going to be tied into the processor. It was going to be tied into the processor as well. I think that's what I remember. Yeah, the suit claims that NVIDIA illegally used technology owned by Rambus in its memory controller. Okay. For its GPUs. So that that's where the problem is at. Which is inside the GPU, which they can't... So they're not going to be able to just go and fab a new GPU. Okay. Well, um, we're, we're I guess we're just going to have to see where this takes us. I just... I don't know. To me, it seems like Nvidia's or Rambus is really their new style of businesses. We're just going to sue everybody we can, and that's how we're going to start making our yeah. money. And uh, I don't respect for any company that does things like that. Now, of course, this just could be their way of saying that we're not going to let them do it until they start paying us our share. You know, we want our licensing fee. So um, I have a feeling that's probably where it's going to go because they let a lot of these companies they'll let the they'll let another company proceed with a product they know they have a patent on because mm-hmm. they'll come down the road later and say, all right, we want our cut. You know, after you've already produced a line, yeah, you're too far in to to stop. There, that's when they are going to want their money coming in. But you know, speaking of high priced items, the Chevy Volt was announced today. And uh, not net. I'm sorry. Everybody well, knew about the Chevy. Yeah, Volt. everybody the knows price, about it. <laughs> the price has been announced today. It's one step closer to being available. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And here's the world, world, the rear, the rear, <laughs> the world price, whatever. Tongue twisted. Real there. world price. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Forty-one thousand. Um, now, as far as I know, that comes with all the specs of the in-car tech. So the fully loaded model. Be. Okay. And there's a – now, of course, they're not accounting for this $7,500 tax credit you'll get, which brings that price down to $33,500. You can also do a lease on this which for three years at $350 a month with $2,500 down. Um, starting to sound like a car dealer. Well, I mean, that, that's what I mean, this you is Go to the be. website and check it out. This, but, is a, this is something that people have been listening to for, what, last three years now? Yeah. Um, the Chevy Bolt? But this is a toy. Really – in the end, this is a toy. The lease is going to be the way most people do it, because it's not exactly. something they're going to want to plop down the full forty something, thirty something thousand dollars on it, and then have to worry about getting it fixed in five years. Well, they also mentioned that there will be two more models coming out in the near future that will be have two different price points, much lower than this, but it's going to have less tech in it. And let's face it, the tech people are the ones who are going to want this car to begin with. Yeah, this is the Prius with other options. Okay. This is Prius on steroids is what this exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. This has a gas engine in it, but it doesn't power the wheels. It powers the generator, which recharges the battery. Yeah. From what I last remember reading about this, you get about 40 miles of charge on this. So um, after 40 miles, the gas engine kicks in, recharges the battery, which in turn, that's what takes keeps care you moving. Of yeah. Yeah. Keeps the keeps the car moving. The question um, is, how efficient is that? Is it more efficient to have a gas engine driving the wheels directly or to be charging batteries? I think this is why we're going to see uh, – I think this is why you're going to see a lot of people wait and see option here. This this first line is going to be a lot of people that like to be the first ones to have the product. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
you know, I'm kind of curious. The picture of the Chevy Volt looks good. And by the way, it's in our show notes. Um, As are everything else. Um, exactly. Which you'll be able to see on our our, our blog. Uh, we're in, let's before we before we end this show. I definitely I, I don't want to get into this too deep because Facebook seems to have something coming out every every week. Yeah. But I do want to say they did roll out a beta version of their delete account option, which allows you to, to basically kill off the account fast. They they have but, to have a beta version for well, the account. See, it's, not, <laughs> it's not rolled out to everybody. Even though they're not saying beta, to me it's beta because it's not rolled out to everybody. Nah. It's what it's basically an easier way to kill your account. And their way in the past has always been you have a way of killing the account, but they don't make it as easy to find the option. Yeah. This is an easy option to find where it's a one-click stop, basically, of killing the account. So for anybody who wants to try killing their Facebook account, go right on ahead. Um, uh, but, yeah, I did want to mention that in here. I don't want to get too heavy or deep into it because we are putting the show here at a little little yeah. lower than we need to go out. But, um but yeah, yeah, we're we're about the end of our time here, so that worked out so, well. You will get to see, you'll get to listen. Go ahead and listen to the end. You can hear about where our, our blog is and, yep. and other and infer- anything else you want to know. It'll be in the show yep. notes. Yep, that, exactly. And and check back often with our blog and see some other updates. And uh, thanks for joining us a week. And we'll see you in episode again. twelve. Thanks for listening to the show. Follow us on Twitter at InTechDuo. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, or if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, then feel free to send us an email at InTechDuo at gmail.com. To find out more about us or to view our show notes on this episode, then visit us at our website at InTechDuo.blogspot.com.